I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm Bajaya, and I play Mirka, the Yeti Fighter. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hola, me llamo es Patricio. Juego Ezra, the Garlock. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine ladies and gentlemen, to the Gilded Ram Rogue House and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwhistle, and, uh, you know, I'm going to be a little blunt with you right off the bat. Um, whichever one of you has continued to send me notes and missives in the uh, late hours of the evening, and yet have, have not uh, come forward and, and spoken with me directly, um, I, I, I have to say, at this point, like, it's a little bit odd. Um, I, I, I feel like I have made my intentions completely upfront and honest. I have uh, mentioned it uh, on the most recent uh, performance that I gave here at the Gilded Ram. Uh, I thought that, of, of all things, would, would certainly do it. But that's not the only thing that I've done to, to make it obvious that I am available for wooing. Perhaps most strikingly, you know, in what was I considered quite a bold move, I've been wearing this uh, small uh, lotus blossom in uh, the on the lapel of my shirt over the course of the past week and a half here. And, uh, you know, everyone knows what that means, at least where I'm from. You wear a lotus blossom on your lapel, it says, hey, you know, hachi-machi, I'm, I'm, I'm open for business. You know, you know, I don't want to be brash and... and uh, Ribbled here of any anything I, I I want to I want to keep this on the up and up you know a good old fashioned uh, wooing but I, I must be approached to be wooed and so if uh, if I am not wooed then it is just rude I uh, I really didn't think that one all the way through but the, the you know the point remains that if you're going to slip someone messages uh, at all hours of the night and um, you know, play on someone's emotions, the least you could do was sit next to the man when he's eating dinner uh, out at a restaurant every night. Uh, dinner for two. I go, I order dinner for two at, uh, over at uh, Sully's place, you know, on, on Third Street. And I said, you know, Sully, tonight it's gonna be the night. Here it is, dinner for two. And I order thinking, here she comes, you know. As soon as she sees that I've ordered dinner for two and there's just me sitting here, she'll slide in and say, ah, you, you knew I was coming. And here I am, the most beautiful woman in all of Merkheim. And, um, you know, here, here we are, you know, a week and a half later. And I've eaten uh, several meals at Sully's. Um, and I've, I've taken the leftovers home and I eat them for lunch the next day. And, uh, you know, the food is the food is outstanding. That's not the concern. The concern is the price tag. I mean, I can't afford to be having dinners out every single night just to try to catch your eye. And so at this point, you know, it's a little cruel 
really, if you think about it, to lead someone on in this way. So, you know, be upfront about it. I'll even take a moment out of the show, you know, no pressure, but if anybody wants to step forward right at this moment, oh, my my heart would be a flutter. I would, I would, you know, don't worry about rejection at this point. Oh my goodness, no. My heart would be so a Twitter with the love and uh, the the absolute uh, passion of the moment that I would be, uh, I would be beside myself with excitement. So I'm going to pause for upwards of, uh, you know, 30 to 40 seconds here uh, just right about now would be would be the time you would say something any any, any of you uh, okay well I mean, maybe she's not here I don't know how you consider yourself a secret admirer and then you don't go to the performances of the person you are admiring but you know it's entirely a possibility or may, maybe you're a little shy and you know the, the, the very concept of speaking in front of all these people and professing your love to me um, you know, this may be not the right moment for you, and I, I, I don't want you to feel like I'm pressuring you in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I will say that if this continues on uh, much longer, I will consider the wooing um, to have gone on a little too too long, really. And, uh, you know, all of this would, should probably be solved maybe later tonight. I do, I suppose, intend to go to Sully's again tonight. And I will be ordering dinner uh, by myself, but I might order too much food. And then if someone were to come and sit across from me in a totally non-pressure situation there, not in front of a crowd or anything, I would uh, be equally wooed. Just going to go ahead and throw that out there. So, you know, do with that what you wish. Uh, last time, when we were speaking of the brute force, oh my goodness, they had finally made it back to Murkheim, and they were seeking audience with the king, or, you know, the vizier at the very least, uh, to, to be able to, to tell him of the dire news of Clash Tiger's untimely demise. Well, of course, they were they were met with some level of resistance from the gods. You, you see these fellows just rock, walk up to the gates and and say, hey, let's go on in. And then this was a scary time, you know, monsters at the gates all the time, a little bit of um, un unknown uh, persons, you know, they didn't have ID cards or anything back at that time. So so it was a little bit of uh, on edge for a moment there. And, and, you know, the resistance, though, was not nearly as uh, exciting as you would have thought. Um, that is to say that the men staffing the gates were, were a little bit, you know, a little, little small. Looked a bit like teenagers, and not not like your your well-built, solid, athletic-type teenagers either. We're, we're talking math club champions here, uh, manning the gates, and uh, this was uh, some sense of concern. I mean, this isn't this isn't the normal thing. But as they soon found out the reason for those understaffed barracks, they would realize the fate of those wayward guardsmen may soon be their own. Clash Tiger's dead! Oh God! I mean, she no. didn't mean to say no, that. No, no, so no, 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 She's she's no, a bit delirious. No. She's getting on the yes. He's a uh, he's, <laughs> he's just. <laughs> Can you imagine if that happened? That would be like crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. she's <laughs> scream. She said, "Oh, great! We went all the dead. Oh my God! Was, Don't that do was that." A, that was a Sorry, my bad, bad joke. Wrong yeah, time. that was a terrible joke. 
So, so oh yeah, we would all be dead within a day, within within a week and a half. It'd be the worst thing oh, to ever God. happen in the entirety of this world, right? Oh my Man, God, can you imagine? Uh, immediately behind you guys, uh, or I guess in front of you guys, behind the guards, uh, the the shimmer of, of arcane energy just releases from the door, and uh, the twenty some scrawny guards struggle with the bars to to open up the door, uh, and they eventually get it. And these massive wooden doors uh, crank open, and uh, uh, a servant that you guys recognize from the from the palace comes out, and he says, uh, "The vizier will see you now." Okay. Okay. Thank right. you. So Lead you on. to him. I I lean into the group. I'm like, "Oh shit! Are we about to be taken to only that one mage?" Fuck what him. should we tell uh, him? So you would you would know you would know that the the vizier is not the court okay. mage. So they they notified the who's effectively the king's second in command, who kind of organizes issues of of the state. Uh, the vizier, by the name of uh, Artemis Humbuckler, is the guy that you're going to go see. Is, by is reputation, the, what he's what is he like? Is he the vizier of the state? You would say. I I did say Oops. that. Yes. <laughs> Let's roll some shit. What do we know about him? Uh, none of you have really had much interaction with the vizier because he kind of operates uh, far above your general in- interaction. When you guys tend to come back here, you spend a lot of time in bars, mm-hmm. occasionally <laughs> in an inn where you get a night's sleep. Sounds like me. Uh, you've had one or two interactions in the in the palace, uh, but not anything too interesting. Uh, you've never met the vizier personally. Uh, from what you guys know from from the time that you've spent here and just from kind of the conversations that you've overheard in camp between Clash Tiger and his retinue, uh, he seems like a pretty upright guy, but cool. kind of a pencil pusher type of fella. Let's go see him. All right. As long as it's not that mage. We walk in. All right. So you guys are 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 led in. Uh, to the palace and you guys go through winding corridor after winding corridor in dark and a uh, little bit drippy alleys and eventually you are emerge into a, a candlelit room with a large wooden table in the middle uh, banded by uh, by steel and uh, sitting at the other end of it in a in a fairly opulent for a vizier uh, throne is uh, the man that you would recognize by his his robes as a vizier, as vizier Artemis Humbuckler. Mr. Visor. Um, good to uh, see uh, you. So, sorry. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Lola gives an intensely You're- awkward <laughs> bow. <laughs> Ezra doesn't bow. Mika acts like she is taking her top hat off, but she like grabs <laughs> the top of her hair instead. <laughs> I, I I must say this is this is uncomfortable for everybody. Why don't you just uh, just have a seat? Please? Oh my god! Uh, thank you, your great grand vizierness. Thanks, Art. My lord works. My lord works just as well. I suppose at this point. I thank you, my lord vizierness. <laughs> we all said. Uh, so you have you have news, I assume, of uh, Clash Tiger and his whereabouts and his return. And uh, yeah. here is the vamp party. I yeah, you want the good news or the bad news? Well, I could give you plenty of bad news, okay. uh, but why don't you just go ahead and hit me with that first? The good news is we know where he is. The bad news is he's dead. Uh, 
yes. Uh, so that's it. Not really any other way to put it, really, I suppose. Actually, they're, um... <clears throat> they're oh, yeah, no, it's worse. Except Agarian. Agarian's alive. Somehow. Okay, you're gonna have to... I get, Okay, you're gonna have to start at the beginning with this. Uh... Give so me, give me we the, were around the short a campfire, version. and Dickory came along. He wanted to give us some sweet cakes. And one of you that's not the skeleton, give me the short version. We were at a temple. We found them in a crypt. They were all dead. Tell them, we took tell his them helmet. The, tell them the part about the mean people. Oh yeah, and there were t- these two assholes that we pretty sure were the ones that did it. Um. They said. They said they were assassins. Two people killed Clash Tiger in yeah, his... Yeah, they were assassins. It was just Clash Tiger. Um, it was also Glaive Beastborn. They're, they're both dead. Yeah, Beast Bad. The, the Paragon of Dinderast is yeah. dead as well. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, but, Do they know but this? But we got his helmet. Um, oh no, we got his boots. I don't believe I they know. Uh, we were the only ones there to, to witness it, so... How- how did you ex- how did you escape and get back here um, with our we glass? Have, we have a feeling that they thought we were too far beneath them. And no, so- it was remember that that idiot. What was his name? Beckley or something? He said. Uh, he said. Uh, I'm a professional assassin. I only I kill. I could kill you, but I'm not going to bother. And then he had that one girl who had a stupid jackal face, and she was like, "Look at the otter." And Merkel was like, "I'm not an otter." And then they were like, "We'll leave you here to die." And then Gary was like, "I got no hands." And so I was gonna smash him with a. Rock, and he's like, don't, and then, uh, and then uh, Lola, there was the wither glass, and we went through it, and yeah. then we were in. Yes, we we sat a sub. Um, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And then Lola's got his boots. Show him the boots. She she <laughs> pulls out one so he can peek at it, <laughs> but they're mine. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, those would be the 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 boots of guilty glimmer boots that uh, that that lends a, a significant amount of credence to your story those are handed down from generation to generation so we will uh we will see to that that his his uh his heirs receive those and the guards approach you to collect the boots there's like a little growl in the back of her throat like a puppy hey, to be fair the guards aren't particularly threatening i don't think they could take the boots off you so <laughs> they are not particularly threatening <laughs> But they do approach to get the boots. I mean, uh, I, uh, we all, we were in his retinue. Who, who better than to make use of them now that they're gone, uh, than us? Well, his children, his children would be better to make uh, use of them than you. Uh, <sighs> but they're, they're all very young right now. They, they, how formidable are they going to be? As this conversation goes on, the doors, uh, to this, to this room swing open and, uh, quickly, uh, the room just, takes on a, a smell of ozone. Uh, and uh, as you kind of glance around, you see uh, a, a face that uh, you recognize, and it is the court mage Pisturn. And he approaches, and he is, uh, he is uh, clad in, in dark blue robes, and he has a, he has a thin, uh, wrinkled face. And as he, he walks in, he says, Oh, have they returned? Lola whispers to Ezra really quietly, Pit Stain. Pissant? You said his name's Pissant? What do you say, Pissant? What do you do here? Uh, with a flick of his wrist, he uh, twists his hand towards you and you are lifted up out of your chair 
and pushed back against the wall. Oh, e- easy, go. Hey, what the? Pis- piston. <laughs> We're all on the well, same side here. Are we now? You have not been here for quite some time, and you come in, and you throw names about. I, I name? look at the, viz- the, the vizier, and I point towards Ezra. I'm like, eh? <laughs> Is this necessary? You're kind of coming in at a hostile approach, actually. I mean, you're telling us that Clash Tiger's dead, yet you miraculously escaped, and you're unwilling to give over the rightful belongings to his heirs. Yeah, that's her I, bad. Listen, she was, I'm not, she, she I'm was not, testing you. I'm not going to do it. I'm just... <sighs> and she throws... She tosses the, the boots onto his desk, I'm assuming. And then it looks really sulky. One of the guards walks up and grabs him off of the desk and like about falls over when he uh, when they get off of the desk because they're way heavier than he had anticipated. <laughs> but he drags them out of the room anyway. So what news do you have of Clash Tiger? Clash Tiger is no more, I'm afraid. What starts welling up a little bit. So is uh, Glaive Beetleborn. Also... What, how'd you phrase it? Not with us, I'm afraid. And I give Ezra a very pointed look when I say, and, and Agarian is gone as well. Yes. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> you, just, you just said he survived. No, he had his no, hands cut no, off, no, and then the we la- had to go. The last time we saw him, he was alive, but he did lose both of his hands. and probably The man had no out, hands. So... And he said, leave me here to die. And I said, can I smash your face with a rock? And he said, oh, no, that's quite all right. I'll bleed to death. And I said, that sounds like a bad way to do it. I can smash you up real nice. And he said, no, no, no. And then we left him sealed up in a magic tomb with stumps for hands. Listen, these assassins were hired to kill them. (gasps) Oh, you guys. I'll tell you off. I'll tell you when we leave Visor and Pissant. I had a thought. Did they did they give you any inclination as to who hired them? Um, no, no Karen hired them. It was a ruse. It was a ruse. We we did we ask, ask, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't tell us. Yeah, we did try. It was very traumatic. And uh, the vizier is. Since you guys have discussed the the death of Clash Tiger, he's quite visibly shaken, and he sits down and he looks uh, every bit his age right now. Can and he, I roll uh, an insight to see if quite he is actually visibly shaken or not? Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay. Actually, I'm going to use my animal insight, which is one of my merits, which means I can use uh, Rufus, Rufus to get my animal handling skill yeah. instead. So what would that be as well as animal handling? Uh, uh, it's going to be wits. Uh, two successes. Okay, so Rufus doesn't really like the cut of this dude's jib, but you can also genuinely see he's very worried about the fact that Clash Tiger is dead. And surprised. Okay, that uh, puts pay to one of my theories, at least. My, my theory was that it was him that ordered it. No, I think it's a Garyon. I think it was a ruse. Shh, Ezra. 
It it was very hard for us to get back here. Um, you wouldn't believe the the things we've had to do to to get back here. Oh, Have you ever heard of a bukkake? Because <laughs> we were in one, my man. We so got up we in were, it. No, 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 no. That's not what we were, what we were it in. It got in our ears. And we bashed it oh, up God. real good. And then there were worms everywhere. exploded everywhere. <laughs> and, I mean, not that this is any more great news, but um, Rolo DePolo also knows that Clash Tiger is gone. Oh, yeah, that one's on me. That one, that one's oh. my bad. But but he did say he was going to head down here and help out with the the yeah. monster situation. Wait, he, he's, he's on his he's, way. He, he's uh, on his way I think here. He was going uh, to make a few stops on the way. He's, he said he's going to help. Yeah. How did you manage to get here faster than him? Oh, don't, we met well, a genie. Don't worry about that. Oh, oh, okay. We're letting everything. Okay. <laughs> we did. We made a. We met a genie, and we. I can't lie, Mirka. I'm a golem. We met a genie. You only had 40% control. I have 60. His name. You met a genie and you didn't maybe think to wish for Clash Tiger's life. We did. We didn't have anything. We didn't have anything he wanted. We didn't have enough to trade. Other than the golem. We should have given the golem. Yeah, he would have taken me because I'm super fucking cool. Uh, Allow me to allow me to explain the situation that we're in here. Sure. Uh, surely you've seen the gates. They are not well guarded at this point. Rolo DiPolo did tell us that there were demons that were attacking the city. Yeah. Um, so it started a few weeks ago. Uh, a massive 20-foot beast uh, came, surrounded by uh, hordes of, of monsters. They come by night, uh, and they came night after night, bashed upon the gates surely they they would have they would have fallen uh, the it, it, it was all that that pistrum could do to to actually be able to hold them at bay and we've entered into an uncomfortable arrangement as of late um but it was just to buy us some time until clash tiger could return but now it seems like all will be for naught uh they they <sighs> Pistrum, maybe you can explain the situ- situation i guess a little better yes yeah, so i communed with these beasts through my seeing sphere and found that for a token we could buy ourselves a few days rest and and when you say token you mean the, the strongest the strongest yeah. of our gods. Beefy boys. Yeah. A half dozen every few days had spot us this much time. But our guard goes weaker, and I begin to worry that we will not be able to hold off you think, much longer. Are these did these come from underground? We just learned about creatures that come from underground and eat people's we, heads. I mean, uh obviously we're gonna Yes, guys. This is our city too. I don't know. We gotta know if these are the gods from underground that Jam Tooth just told us about. Are they? I, I, I don't believe they they come from underground. Oh, then we're fine. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're cool. What else you know about them? I only know what I've seen and what I've spoken to. The uh, the beast itself calls itself Baelstrom, and it. Uh, is 20 foot tall 
winged. Is it made of fire? Three. It has fiery horns. Three sets. So I have a question. Um, does he? Do you give him these guards and they just die there, or does he take them away? Well, they've been taken. I. I don't know what they're doing with them. Uh, Lola I puts assume. her hands straight up in the air and is like, I volunteer us next! Uh, hold, hold on there, Lola. That's They've been taken. Hasty. What? We gotta know where they're going. Well, it's a good thing we have a no, special no. set of skills. You should, we should really wait and see what we're up against before you just go off into... Have you... No, this actually, this is this is pretty... Pretty convenient for us because I mean we we were gonna force you into doing it, but I mean if you guys are like cool with it, have you that, seen the guards? It's I mean I mean no. Well, I mean you are the I mean them, you, but... currently you are you are the strongest people in 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 the city. I mean aside from yeah you know, the, the 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 crowd around here. But. Yeah, we we just took on a town of giant worms. Come on, we can do to, this. To be fair, you guys were asleep when that happened, but uh, me and Ezra mm-hmm. took it was a, a dude's Sure. Baku. Hey, let's Baku. not split hairs. All right, Visor. All right, Pichon. We'll do it. Well, that's 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 great. We there's there's more to be concerned about. I mean, obviously, this is the most pressing issue: is the fact that our gates are bound to be battered down within the next few days. Mm-hmm. But past that, we are sitting without a paragon and without a relic. And well, you got the boots. In, That's your relic. Those didn't are not we, magical oh, in any way. The They're helmet. shiny, but oh no, oh. they took the helmet, didn't they? And much. Can I be? I can. I volunteer. I'll be a paragon. <laughs> he, he laughs. Yeah, right. It'd be great. Look at me. It's those are the paragon. You are. Hey, I've, I've been training all my life or, or death to, to become such a, a paragon myself. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I, I could step in uh, if need be. We have four paragons as we one. We could all be paragons. Yeah. I was thinking we go maybe a little more classical. Okay, let's tell you what. Let's table it. We'll go out. We'll kill your 20-foot dude with the horns. We come back and make us paragons. Yeah. Well, there can only be one paragon. Heck, it's a Highlander situation, hey, like that great says? play. <laughs> we'll take, we'll take, we'll, we'll figure it out after we kill this uh, thing. I it's mean, fine. If, if we find both uh, Beastborn and we... Clash Tigers artifacts, then we could have two paragons. Wait, are we sure they're dead? We okay, and the the temperature in the room gets significantly <laughs> colder socially when you say that we could have two. Uh, paragons oh and the uh both the vizier and the court mage uh get very serious and the vizier says we are not austern and we do not try to claim more than we are owed one relic per king or if you have a four you should probably tell that to the person that's stealing the relics. So all of you, all of you would know the history of the Austin reach, which is the great war that, uh, formed so much of, of civilization as it is in your world. 
it was where Mort died. And it was when the Paragon of Austern, which does not exist anymore, but the Paragon of Auster, uh decided that she would be better off uh, ruling over all lands and becoming the Paragon of all kingdoms and uh, decided that a entire suit of relic armor would be uh, sufficient for her. And so uh, she began uh, attacking other kingdoms and taking their relics and... Um, it was uh, the, basically the biggest calamity that has uh, uh, beset Eareth in uh, since since the since the Celestial War itself, and uh, it, people around these parts take uh, take jokes about claiming more relics for a single kingdom very poorly. Uh, perhaps uh, okay. while we're dealing with this. Uh, demon situation uh we should send some messengers out to to other parts of of uh to, to find out the situation with their paragons i have a feeling somebody may be collecting the relics hmm. i don't think it's a good idea if we start communicating with gurn and and, and all the other places about about inquiring about about their paragons, they're going to start wondering what happened to ours. And if 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 Dinderast hears of it, they're going to start wondering what happened to theirs and why they haven't heard from Glaive in any time. And then someone is going to get the idea in their head that they need to entreat the council in Auster uh, for uh, Burden's Rest, and uh, that will put us in a very bad but, spot. Like, there has to be someone in your council that can that is a good writer right like that doesn't have to be like oh my god our paragon died what about yours or it doesn't have to be obvious i'm sure you have a witty writer they can come up with some kind of witty banter that they can write up being like no what's what's up perhaps Dendras should be informed that glaive has fallen that is that is entirely wrong if we inform Dinderas that Glaive has fallen, they will immediately send an envoy to Auster, which you should be doing if you were not on the way to, you know, deal with the fact that our entire city is going to be destroyed in several days. If they, if they send an envoy to Auster, they will claim Burden's Rest, the last unclaimed relic, and that leaves no unclaimed relic for us to claim which leaves us a city without a relic, which means we will be no more to, to your you kingdom will fall. perhaps know if Dendrast is also being uh, visited by these demons? Or is, is that just a, a Merkheim thing? We've heard nothing of, of any such concerns in Dendrast. Didn't you say you recently came from there? Yes, but we we were away for some time. It, it may have happened after we left. We've heard nothing. And go ahead and roll a wits. And, All of us? Uh, yeah, anybody that wants to. Go ahead and roll. Oh, actually, intelligence and uh, investigation. That would work. Oh, Oops. Three. Nothing. Four. One. Okay. One. 
So who had four? Was that Lola? Mm-hmm. All right, Lola, Holy you shit. quickly pieced together in your head that you guys were you guys were closer to Kushkal than you were to uh, Murkheim when you met up with Rolo DePolo, and you remember him telling you that he was on his way to Murkheim because the city was besieged. And it clicks in your head that it wouldn't have made any sense for him to be going to Murkheim if the city was sieged, if Kushkal or cities in Dindarest were also sieged, because it would just be much faster to go there. Right. Because he knew both paragons were dead. Okay. So she she puts this together and, and um, it, well, I mean, it wouldn't make sense, right? If Rolo Napolo was coming here to fight, we were much closer to Kushkal at the time. Um, so... They're probably fine. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. And I thought it all on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I want you all to, to understand the, the, the seriousness of the situation that we find ourselves in. The king is not here. The king has fled. Well, where did the king flee to? That is neither your concern or sadly mine. But until he decides that this is a safe city to return to, we no longer are the capital city of Gravemire. If we cannot defend our gates, we cannot regain the king. If we cannot regain the king, we cannot regain an artifact to be able to regain regain our kingdom. Shouldn't we be evacuating the people? The people are secondary. The safety of the king and the safety of the regency itself are paramount. Uh, she definitely gives a sidelong look to the others in her crew. Like, we'll talk about this later. Let's go. Let's go kill this demon. Yeah, let's, let's go get rid of this thing. When is the next time a sacrifice is due? Tonight. Conveniently right. enough. <laughs> we made it on time. Okay, well then let's let's go and, and deal with this situation. Then then we can decide what to do about the the relic and the the paragon and the king. Do we at least have the run of the armory so we can stock up before we go do this thing? Uh, yeah, you you do. We're a little short supplied because for some strange reason they requested these sacrifices to be fully clad. In our finest regalia. Oh, you're being tricked. Oh, okay. All right, let's do it. And we uh, go to the armory, and there's a super cool montage of us <laughs> suiting up. <laughs> <laughs> like it's really snappy movements with the bow stabs. Different pieces of armor on. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you guys want to do before nightfall hits? Yeah, we want to talk. Can we ask for a word of dickery? Yeah, you can. Is she going to ask the, the vizier? Um, I, I don't know if the vizier would know him as such, but perhaps some of the more One common of the folk foot would. soldiers, maybe? We'll, we'll ask the vizier as well, sure. Okay. What, I mean, what happened to him at the, at, at, at the, uh, at the tomb? We left him outside um, <laughs> to keep guard, and the last we heard, he was shouting for us, and he couldn't get into the tomb. So, uh, we have not heard anything from, uh, Mr. Baumberger since he, he left with no! you. 
Yeah, so he's he's most likely oh. dead. Those two assassins were heading in his direction, unfortunately. I Mirka falls to her knees and point points her arms to the sky, going, "No!" We we should have Dick. asked the, the genie to bring Dickory back, but she only says Dick, <laughs> not Dickory. Oh, I, I this is this is a this is an uncomfortable position politically speaking. Young Master Bomberger was actually uh, the nephew of the Grand, uh, the Grand Maester of the Church. So, oh, no. this is I'm uh, sure he's this is, fine. He's fine. Let, we have to get our story straight here. Um, he would have been in the tomb with you, uh, tending to Garion, right? Totally. Yes. Of and so course. his whereabouts and Agarian's whereabouts together are unknown, right? right? Yes. Or the, the tomb. No, it's no, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. Surely, if if he is dead, he died yeah, a hero. Uh, of course, right. with was, both yeah. of his hands was a hero. Unlike Agarian, was a, a fine oh, fellow. Oh no, no, no! He, okay, we he's a hero. We have to get ready for tonight. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go, go get ready for tonight. Waiting for tonight. Well, thank you, thank you, uh, sir, and we will talk to you later today. Mm-hmm. We will go get ready for the 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 beast, uh, and Ezra will just sing the song. That's what Ruth used to say before we'd go to bed. She was oh, getting ready for the beast. Oh, <laughs> God, Ezra. <laughs> Um, okay, once we're kind of on our own. Are we on our own, though? Right? Yeah, you're on your own-ish. Okay, um, Ezra, don't tell people that we know Agarion is alive and that he only has two hands. Because he said that Dickory is with Agarion, and that means Dickory is still alive. So, you know, just chill. If he hasn't contacted Mirakim in any way, I mean, he's got the means to. So, there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, so just chill. Agarion's dead. Check. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Yes. He's a dead. He's dead. <laughs> um. Okay. Secondly, I mean, what about the people? Wasn't that our whole purpose was to protect the people? How are we gonna tell them to get out? Are they even gonna let them to go out? Get out without us? No. They gotta keep them as first. They gotta keep them as sacrifices. They gotta sacrifice everybody. Listen. Yeah. I'm gonna go on the freak so we, show. We ha- I think we have to beat these. Beat this beast mm-hmm, first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think they will let the. Let uh, the I mean, assuming out. we can. They won't let the people go. Can, can we? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I, I volunteered because I wanted to see where these people were, be, were being taken. I feel yeah, like man. we'll understand more. We can fight this thing for sure. You're a harpy. We have a skeleton. We have a golem. And we have a yeti. Come on. We it's, can do this shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, it served us well so far. Yeah. And we have an army of Frankies. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're, okay, they're well, back on the boat. And we have a moon, Kevin. If we can't do anything, we can scare that beast to death with the Frankies. <laughs> He'll die laughing. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. All right. On three. Let's say go team. Wait. One, two, say three. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. On three or after three? Like, oh, one, no. two, and then we say it at three, or one, two, three, and then we say it. We're we doomed. say it on three. So, one, two, two. go team. Yeah. One, 
two, go team! Go team! Oh, oh, right. Yeah, all right, that wasn't great, but we'll work on it as time passes. The feeling is there. Uh, okay, so are Moon Kevin and um, I forgot Jam about Tooth and yeah, Ranoff coming with us at all? Uh, when you guys come outside of the of the palace, you don't you don't see Jamtooth or Moon Kevin or Yanov. Oh, I wonder no. where they went. Uh, do you uh, think they're okay? I send a message to Yanov. Oh, okay. I will make a roll. Roll some Arcana here. Is this oh. one of those intelligence? Just scares him. Shoot, right, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't send it to Jam Dude. That fucked him up. Oh, <laughs> the poor. I should send it to Jam Dude. Uh, yeah. Jam this is your conscience speaking. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna message to Yanov. We're being taken as sacrifices to a demon. Me. Meet us at the front <laughs> gates at sunset. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, you get a reply back in your mind in a, in a, a few seconds later. Es- excuse me? <laughs> Can I reply to that or is it over? <laughs> you got to roll it again oh, if God. you want to. <laughs> uh, one <laughs> out of eight dice. This is Lola. We're being sacrificed to a demon at the gates at sunset. You said the exact same thing to him again, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, cool. I, he asked what. I told him. Yep, you do, you do not get a response. Okay. Well, he knows. He didn't tell me they were being held in a dungeon, so, you know. Hold on. I mean, I think Moon Kevin and I have a pretty strong connection, so <laughs> let me just try this one thing. And she just, I don't know, uh, Mirka just holds both of her ears for some reason and goes, Moon Kevin, I have a, a stick for you. You don't hear anything, but the wind whips up just enough that makes you trick yourself into thinking that's a message. Oh, I think Moon Kevin is like um, looking at some trees right now. I think he's like in with too much nature to answer back. So I'll she, try him Lola again look, later. Lola looks around the city of houses and buildings. <laughs> and, yeah. He's in with nature right now. I'll try him again later. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, so we, we're going to stock up with as much weaponry and stuff as we can. And then is there anything else we needed to do? We could visit the library and see if Moon Kevin's there. He, he yeah, may yeah, have yeah. something yeah, that could, a- could help us. Ooh, I'm going to rub this mud on me. I meant Moon Kevin is in the library looking at books and not at trees. That's what I meant. Uh, yeah, well, let's books go see trees. what he has found out. I'm going to rub the mud all upon my body to hide from the demons. Sneak attack! Like right now? I'm No, when it's time. <laughs> okay. Middle sneak okay. attack! Aren't you made of well, mud, though? But it's a uh, mud that makes me grow leafs. Oh. And mo- it's like a ghillie suit. Yeah, it's the chia uh, mud. Let's, uh, I, I like Mort's idea and, and slightly mine because I definitely said that um, Moon Kevin was with trees, which books are made of. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to the library. Uh, well, I'm, always, I'm always up for the books. 
I want to fight. I want to fight. I want to fight. Let's go. Let's look at these dumb we're, books we're gonna first. Go, we're going to go to the books. The library. All right. So you guys go to the library and we walk in. Uh, Lola, you noticed this because you spent a lot of time mm-hmm. in this library. Like anytime you guys were back here in town, they would all be down at the bar. You would come hang out in the library and just kind of peruse through and try to brush up on whatever you could. And the the stock in this library is significantly depleted. Like it looks like the majority of their uh of of their like history section is all gone and a lot of their how-to manuals about gardening are gone and just like <laughs> there's entire sections of of this library that are just are just really shrunk down. Oh, it looks like Moon Kevin's been here. Is Moon Kevin there? Yeah, Moon Kevin is uh kind of kind of looking over uh one of the one of the shelves of books, but he's just like not finding anything of interest to him. So, Moon Kevin, what have you found so far? You look like you've gone through so much. Nothing, man. Like I've been through here, and they got they got nothing. Wait, like they've got a few, a few books, but they have so I, many. I really books. expected more. I thought that you had cleared out the shelves. Was it like this when you got here? Yeah, like I expected a lot out of a big city like this, but you guys don't have anything. Like this is pretty. Yes, this city rough. has gone to shit since we left. Before. It's been picked clean, and she starts going from shelf to shelf. Like, oh, but then, oh, and they took. Oh, but I love that. Ah, more. From uh, from across the library, you hear a. Wow, I I don't I don't know what to tell you, Moon Kevin. It it. Was much better in here before. What did? What do you think did this, Moon Kevin? Well, you have people, to have some kind of or or Lola. What, what do you it looks like this? people took the books. Or like yeah. Burning, well, maybe? I mean, if there's, I mean, I don't know. Like there wasn't like a strong scent of 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 burning books in the air when I approached, and also I didn't feel the lament of the trees <laughs> that once had been these books. So I don't think that's what's going on. But, you know, if I were to take a guess, and again, from across the library here, shh, <laughs> and as you guys look over, there's a, there's the ratchety old librarian is uh, combing through the two or three books that she has left to put back <sighs> on the shelves. Be quiet. We don't want to upset Mrs. Magoo. She's, she's a formidable she's a woman. But perhaps the demons are taking the books too? I highly doubt that. Well, Wait, there's there's demons. Oh yeah. yeah, so Moon Kevin, we're going to be sacrificed tonight to some demons at the front gate. Well, I mean, sacrificed is a uh, they're sacrificing us, but but all of you, all of yes, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I volunteered us, um, because people are being taken somewhere, and and we want to find out where they're being taken. So, do you think, like, you think the Demons? Like, I've never heard of demons that wanted to read upon stuff, but... Guys, it, it wasn't demons. Come on. You don't think so? I mean, maybe they're like well-read demons. I demons do, I, like to read. I don't think it was demons. I think it was people that took the books. So Kevin goes back over to the bookshelves and just kind of like searches around in the area. And he's like, yeah, no, there, there were books here. Like, <laughs> There were tons of books here. Can I go and check ledgers or anything? Can I like... Sneak over and check out the borrowing book. 
quote unquote. I mean, you could go over, yeah, but that's all over it. Uh, go and speak to Mrs. Magoo. Uh, Mrs. Magoo's, oh, well, Ms. Oh, Ms. Magoo's I, I, desk. I approach her desk very quietly and I ask, what happened to all the books? What? What happened to all the books? Oh. Yeah, well, um, I don't, I don't know. There's been guys from the Vizier's been coming in and taking them out, I guess. From I don't, the I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, the castle. I think they were concerned about the welfare of the books, so they brought them into the palace at this point. Mm. Mm. That's strange. Okay. Didn't well. have a Library of Alexandra situation on their hands. I can dig it. They keep taking the good ones. I tell them, just bring them back. What bring them of, back. You what, six wait, days. What, what good ones do they keep taking? Everything. Everything that's been, you know, anything older than a, than a, than a couple hundred years is gone at this maybe, point. Maybe, are there some about how to defeat demons? Uh, well, d- not really. I mean, we don't have much in the demonology section. It's uh, it's mostly tapped out at, at this point. People have been written, you know, checking those out left and right, if you know what I mean. Uh, but, uh, you know, once when they get returned, sure enough, the, the vizier's uh, crew comes on in. They snatch them all up, take them back up to the to the main palace well, gates. I'm, and- I'm sure that they're trying to research how to stop the demons, so... Yeah, well, that's real. That's real smart, sweetie. But I don't know why they need uh, information on 16th century Gurn uh, to defeat demons, or or why they need to know all the things about the hyena god, or or why they need to know anything about uh, moss leaf. You know, these are things that does that, that that doesn't mean anything to a normal person. They just like the older books, and I think they're just they're just trying to protect them. You know, and I hope that they bring me up to the palace sometime, and maybe I could look over those books instead of the shitty ones they got out here now. Oh, maybe I could be safe from the giant twenty foot tall demon. You know, this is the. the you know, not many people come in here now because we don't have great books, but it just you know, it makes me think. And now you're talking to me, you make me get to, 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 to say, and you know, I'm not I'm not super happy with the way things are going right now in the library. I, I would really pre- prefer it if I could be up at the, maybe up at the main palace. Is there? A- not dying out here in the streets because of goddamn demons. <laughs> Is there any way I can make some kind of intelligence check to, to understand what might be the connection between all those things? Uh, sure. Why don't you give me a history? There is no Carol in HR. <laughs> Pepe Sylvia. I have five dice. One nine. <laughs> yeah, uh, none of these things have the slightest thing to do with the other. Do you, um, I asked the historian, uh, did they check out any books about, like, Relic or like relic history. I only ever goddamn one of them. Yeah, I mean they've got all the good ones. They have all. Anything anybody could slightly be interested in. Everything. Have- you see the shelves? We've got six books over there in 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 the nonfiction section. Six goddamn books. Well, you know, this isn't a library. It's a sham. We're t- we're tight with the vizier right now, so uh, maybe you know what? We're gonna go talk to him. See if we can't get some back or to get you visitation rights. Uh, yeah. So we're just gonna we're gonna go do that now. That, that right. thank you, thank you, child. So, thank uh, you. Moon Kevin, do you uh fancy being sacrificed with us? Uh, wait, 
What? So you, you need more people? Well, or? I mean, well, I mean we don't no really need so more people. If you're uh, at odds as to what to do, you could come you guys, You guys do remember that, the, well, maybe you don't remember, but your characters probably remember <laughs> that uh, that the they've been sacrificing. Yeah. Pat's Half got dozen. it. Half so dozen. Miss Magoo, you want to come with us while we find these books? That's <laughs> See? Let's go, guys. So, so yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to make them leave the library so we, we can We do need you if, if you would be willing to come. Uh, need me for what? For, are we going back to the uh, palace? To, oh, yeah. to be sacrificed to the, to the demons. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. I'm not getting sacrificed to a demon. <laughs> I'm already ushering them out. All right, Mrs. Magoo. Go, go, go. You say fine, you saucy minx. I like them all, you know what I mean? Is Moon Kevin coming with us, though? Yeah, Moon Kevin's coming. You think Ms. Magoo's single? She's got no. that, that look, you know what I mean? No, 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 no. Let's let that go, Ezra. Um, is there any way we'd be able to go back to the, like, how accessible is the palace to us now? I mean, it's boarded up and... Uh, sealed off like it was before. No, but like we, when we're inside the palace, are we getting stopped at all? Because we were in there for a bit and we were wandering around. Uh, no, but you had, I mean, you had a, you had a servant that was with you, leading you in and out. After we kill these demons, we got to find out what's going on with these books. Yeah, these bookie books. All right, so, so we do we have to have a uh, half a dozen, or can we go as we are now? Well, uh. Oddly enough, as you uh, step out, you notice it's you know, it's starting to get a little darker. We're getting closer to uh, to sunset, and uh, a group of guards comes up and approaches you and says, "And uh, one of the guards who you recognize sa- no. says, okay, no. uh, guys, uh, no, I really, I'm really, I'm really sad. You guys are gonna get uh, sacrificed, and I'm really, really sad that we're gonna lose out on Nigel, our strongest man. Wait, what? And." S- Nigel's coming with you, obviously. He's our strongest man. Gotta make six. What? You have so, to make six? Guys, yeah, I mean, it'll be Can we find Jam Tooth? Nigel and Spencer. I thought it would be me, but it's gonna be Spencer, which I'm okay Nigel, with. Nigel, can you, I'm like, okay stay there? Because I'm, like, seven foot tall, like, two people wide. Maybe the oh, beast... Oh, Lola can... She has between, a little trinket. No, she can like, make no, two of her. No, between me and Ezra, I think the beast will think that we have six. Yeah. Well, we, we 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 can't play. We can't try to play tricks on a beast. Oh. I mean, that thing is that, that's. I mean, if it found out, it would kill so us. I look towards Moon Kevin. Are you are you coming? Jay's coming. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if all of you are coming, and he kind of looks over at Mirka, he's like, then yeah, I mean, I'll I'll come. Yeah, you Mirka will. Faints. Do, yeah, do you we will. know what Jam Tooth is? Uh, he said he was gonna go get something to eat. Uh, something about apples. I don't. I don't know. There was a pie place, I think, inside the Can front we gate. Try to summon him somehow. I'm so sorry, Jamtooth, but I'm gonna message him again. <laughs> oh my god! Why can't I ever roll this well for things that are important? One, two, three. Because you don't roll this many dice for things that are important. Six plus two zeros. Seven. Uh huh. What do you say to Jam Two? I say, 
JMT, sorry about this. It's Lola. Where are you? We need you. Message comes back in your head. Lola, are you under my chair? Where are you? I can't find you. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Just, the just tell us where you are. I'm in the I'm in the pie shop. Where are you behind the Are you behind the pie? Yes, I'm hiding. We'll be right there. I will eat my way to you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we go find Jamtoot. As you guys go into the pie shop, uh, you see a very large uh, orc tearing pies asunder and just devouring pies left and right. Jamtooth! And Jamtooth! Right here, behind The proprietor you. of this place is, is very concerned, uh, but not intervening. Jamtooth! Oh, there you are! Okay, I found you. That was tricky. Uh, you know, I'm very good at hiding. Um, so we, we've gotten ourselves in a situation in which we're going to be sacrificed to some demons. Moon Kevin said he's in. You want to come with us? Oh, my goodness gracious, no. <laughs> <laughs> but well, we, we kind of I mean, need you to come with us. You'll be a hero. Uh, yeah, I told you guys that the gods in the ground are bad news. And but that sounds not, like some... They're not the gods in the ground. What, how do you know that? Are they... I specifically asked. I specifically wait, asked. Wait, 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 wait. What do you consider the gods in the ground? How's the rest of the song go? Oh, jeez. You know, there's so many verses. As many verses as there are orc babies. They, they, they come up with new verses all the times. But it's the ones, you know, they, they eat your brains and they eat your mind. It's the Baku. You know? no, no, I mean, not the Baku. Baku is nothing compared to the gods in the ground. Okay. They come, they, they come for our debt, you know. Let me put it this way. Either you come with They're us, maggots. and you know, it's your choice, or this guy over here, and I motion to like, is it Nigel? Nigel. Or mm -hmm. he's coming with us. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Jim dude looks at you like really confused, like in what way is that a threat? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like it's not a threat. I'm just saying. He like doesn't understand why that is a that's like seems totally better to him. Oh, it's not any better. It's just, well, we'll be gone. So it's up to you. You could help. You could help save in uh, someone's life and be a hero. He walks over to he walks over to Ezra and he looks at Ezra in the eyes and he says, Is, I should should I go or should I not go? I'm 60 40 on whether we're going to be fine or not. But if you come with us, you have a definitely better chance of being fine than if you stay here. Okay, I come. I think Yay. that's a smart decision. Thank You're you. Off the hook, Nigel. Oh, thank God I died. I, I, uh. <laughs> thank, thank you. So, when you guys get there, could you do me a favor and just put in a good word if there's like. Uh, I don't know if they're taking slaves or anything, you know, and not eating everyone. Could you say, oh, you know, you know, who'd be a great slave? Nigel. You know, he's a he's okay, a, one of the uh, head guards over there. Mind. I think Nigel should come with us regardless. Oh, no. I mean, you know, <sighs> I'm just I'm just saying. No, I, I think we should have go. a sub. You know, we should just have a sub. I think Nigel should come with us. Lola exasperatedly starts walking towards the gate. <laughs> <laughs> America grabs him and pulls him <laughs> towards her. And I think oh, my Nigel should just come with us if he was gone. <laughs> you know, just come with us. Oh, there's if if there's if there's seven when they expect six, there's gonna be problems. There's gonna be problems. 
You sure? I'm pretty sure. Let, let's go. We've got our six. Let's go. With Nigel. Roger, you can come with us and wave us off. Oh, from, from atop the tower walls, maybe? Nope. Right with us. We won't tell the beast that you're with us, but you'll be with us until the end. Let's go. Nah, no one's gonna die, my man. Alright, so you guys are going out uh out the gates with Nigel in tow, mm-hmm. huh? And Jumptooth yeah. and Moon Kevin. I smear myself mm-hmm. to become a moss boulder slash not noticeable golem, so that way there are only six. So that Ooh. way you can't trick us with your bullshit. And and Rufus is coming as well, because they want us to be fully equipped and he's like part of me. And Hank is hiding in my hair, <laughs> visibly upset with me that we're going to do this. All right. Well, you guys go outside. The gates close behind you. Uh, you I notice up against the wall as a moss man. <laughs> as you guys are kind of standing there outside the gates, as you kind of look around, you notice that in the trees to the east, there's like a huge swath of trees that are just completely uh, gone. And it looks like there's uh, parts of the of the branches of the trees that are around it have been scorched and the ground has been like churned up in its uh, exposed rock and mud. And uh, the smartest of you uh, deduces that, oh, well, I bet that's probably the direction this thing's going to come from. (laughs) Why would we think that? You guys all kind of go around to that side of the of the of the gates and and just kind of sit down over at the at the side and wait for night to come. Any any conversation happening as you're waiting for your ultimate destruction? What was your favorite memory before this, like, since we met Lola? Uh, oh, boy. Um, since maybe we are going to, you know, meet our deaths today. Probably when Ezra gave me those gold bars. And then, like, and then he gave them away? I only gave one of them away. Oh, okay. I still have the other one, she says, and she strokes it lovingly and rubs it against her face. I, yeah, she I does. Particularly liked uh, Ezra's traveling song. I thought that was wonderful. That was Ez- great. Ezra, you could sing it right now without blowing his cover. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra, what was your favorite moment since we got together till now? Oh man, so many good times. There was that horse that did math. That, was that wasn't cool. with us. That wasn't with us. It was with Mort, so that counts. There was that time that I tried to talk to Gary on and let me bash his head in with that rock. That was fun. Um, when me and when me and Mort went to the Bukaki together, that was great. Oh man! Oh, so oh, me and Jam Two. Jam Two has been with cool. The, with the guys on the dock. Yeah, we played cards. Oh man, everything's been so good. You guys are my best friends ever in the whole world. Ruth would love loved you guys. She would have played Tummy Time with all of you. That was our favorite. Tummy oh, Time. Tummy Time. Oh, I lay I on her lap and she. I don't know if I would. I, I don't know if I would oh, like that. Sounds like a real squelchy bell to me. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I really liked. Um, uh, rigging up that one contraption with Lola. Yeah, she high fives Merka. Mur- <laughs> yeah, and just just meeting you that first time that was really good. It was 
It's just yeah. you know, the first time I've ever had friends. Guys. Well, fellas, it's been great to know you. Let's uh, hope that we're not about to die, but uh, hey, we're Mort, not it about is to getting die. rather dark. Mort? Yes. What's yes, Ezra? What's dying like? Uh, it's a big load of nothing, to be honest. Uh, one minute I was standing at the edge of this ravine, the next minute I was falling. Uh, then I woke up cool. as a skeleton. Uh, which, god, which god did you meet? Uh, I, I, I don't recall meeting a god. Perhaps I did, and it's it's like a dream that you forget when you wake up. But uh, I don't don't recall it at this time. Does it? Did it hurt? No, no, not at all. Well, the, so I mean, the the arrow that, that hit me and knocked me into the ravine that that hurt quite a lot. But the actual <laughs> dying bits that that didn't hurt. So you don't you don't think it hurt Ruth when she went to sleep and then she was not asleep when she was dead? No, no, she's she's fine. Cool. Oh. All right. Well, Second. as uh, as the night continues to as the night continues to set, uh, you guys kind of run out of things to 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 chit chat about, and you just sit there uncomfortable. As the dark kind of settles in more and more, Mirka and uh, pulls out her comb and keeps brushing herself, combing herself. Sorry. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, from from directly above uh, Ezra, a uh, something bounces off your head. I'm a boulder <laughs> still, so I shouldn't react. No, but everybody else maybe hears this. What, what was that? Did you hear that? It was like a ping. Or is that just did a me? bird poop on you? I mean, it might we haven't have. talked about poop it in a while. Can you see it? Like, oh my god! And she, Mirka, frantically starts combing her hair, make sure that boop, bird poop gets off of her. Uh, from the ground behind you guys, you hear uh, Eagle to Delta Team. Eagle to Delta Team. Can you read? Uh, what yeah. are you trying to say? Is, is that us? Are we Delta Team? Yeah, uh, you're Delta Team. Where, you, where are you? Uh, I, I dropped a, one of our communicator devices down there. I'm up on the wall, up here. If you guys look up oh. in the in the faint glow of light that remains, you can kind of see Yanov up on the up on the top of the wall waving down at oh, you guys. Hey! Uh, what are you what's doing? Pick up yeah, the I thing was, that you I was hoping maybe we could stay in communication, but I'm going to kind of stay out of the view of whatever this thing is, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's totally fine. That's a good idea. What's up? I pick up the thing that he dropped. Okay. Uh, and as and as you do, and you kind of give it a look over, uh, it, 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 it looks like a, it's a little metal box. It's uh, it's weird that it has a little Frankie face on it, <laughs> but it's, oh, a little, no. it's a little metal box. And as he's talking to you through it, the lips on the little Frankie face <laughs> move. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, this is a device that I built recently uh, out of the, uh, you know, the bits and, uh, bits and bobbles I had sitting around on the boat. Didn't so, you uh, learn lesson the, the first time with the Frankies to not make terrifying looking things? <laughs> I thought it looked pretty good, actually. Um... I, I, I figured if I didn't have the mouth move, then it would give that whole eerie vibe. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> we'll give you a play-by-play. And uh, off in the distance, you hear a, a faint rumble. And you actually kind of feel it in the ground. 
And it's uh, it's faint. And it's something that that when you notice it, you notice that you've heard it and have been feeling it for a couple of minutes at this point. Uh, but just didn't really register with you. And as soon as it registers, you're like, oh, crap. Oh, that's a motherfucking that's monster. The thing. Oh, here it goes. And, what uh, is that? And as you look through the trees, you see um, something that you are completely unprepared to see. Uh, it is, uh, by all accounts, the only thing that you could describe it as is a demon. Uh, it is 20 foot tall. Uh, it is uh, wearing armor of bone. Its wings are ragged and disheveled and destroyed, rising high above it, and spindly little talons come off of the end of every wing. Um, it has three sets of horns, a pair of uh, what would seem like goat horns off the top of its head, and a pair of ram horns that, ra- that uh, come around beside that, and uh, two horns that come from uh, below its jaw uh, that shoot straight out. It has long, uh, black braided hair coming off of, of its arms and its chin and its uh, face. Uh, and it is the, the most hideous beast that you have ever seen. And as it spots you outside of the gate, uh, it stomps its hoven uh, feet upon the ground and belches out uh, from each of, each of these horns a uh, massive plume of fire. We've made a big mistake. You know, at this point, this was probably not the biggest mistake they had made. I mean, yes, it, it's a big mistake. It's a 20-foot-tall, uh, four sets of horns, fire-breathing demon. And I mean, it wasn't even breathing fire. It was just ancillary shooting fire out of horns. And that's messed up. If you really want to think about it, that's more messed up because it, it's not even occupying its mouth. So it could stab you and burn you and immolate you with horns while chewing on your flesh. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. But honestly, as I said, probably not their biggest mistake up to this point. Big one, yes. Biggest, probably not. But I mean, I think it all works out for them fairly well in the end. I mean, it depends on who you're asking, right? <laughs> Little vague subtext there. Really depends on who you're asking. But it works out okay. Anyway, we'll, we'll continue on with more story of the brute force coming up very, very soon. But, you know, for now, I am feeling tired. This, is, this has been a long, long tale. This part of the story is, is really, there's a lot of uh, intrigue. And, uh, you know, of course, massive 20-foot demons, very interesting part of the story. But, you know, there's something about the gamesmanship of these royal courts that I think think people find very interesting. And so I definitely always want to to go a little bit in-depth in in how that works, you know. And this this was a strange, strange scenario. I mean, back in that day... The king only had a handful of advisors, okay? And those, those, those upper echelon advisors, you know, really took over the role of the king in a situation like this where he was, uh, you know, hiding, I suppose is the best word for it, from a giant 20-foot tall demon. So, you know, at this point, you know, the vizier and the court mage between the two of them were really pretty much running the city. And that's always uh, kind of an interesting scenario. But, you know, hey, more about that next time. You know, for now, I am uh, I am feeling a little peckish. So I, I do think, you know, unless anyone wants to... Say, yes, 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 my dear, my dear, you had your, you had your hand raised, you had something. Oh, you were... She was scratching a mole, I fear. She was scratching 
scratching a mole. I thought you were giving me a signal. Unless that's a that's not a sig. Okay, it's not a signal, everyone. So I will be going uh, to dinner tonight at a you know, just a red local restaurant I, I tend to inhabit uh, once in a while, named Sully's. I'll get on Third Street. Uh, I will be there at approximately. I mean, I like to eat a little early, so I'll be there. I'll be there about four forty-five. Um, usually, when I order, I I, I do like to, to kind of take in some ambiance before really digging in. Um, so I will likely uh, be there. Oh goodness gracious! Uh, we'll see. You know, uh, if uh, I, I I try to try to get out of there by seven, but you know, if uh, yeah, you know, if you can't make it before then. I would, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hang around. They don't usually kick me out of there until around two in the morning. If uh, lately I've been staying a little longer, you know, just to, to give the maximum window of wooing. Um, so anytime really between between 4.45 to uh, maybe 1.45, because I really would like to get some of that wooing in before we're ushered out the door. Um, but, you know, earlier the better, but I, I don't want to do any undue pressure on you. Um, but yes, anyway, I'll be at Sully's. Uh, I mean, I'm already purchasing the meal, so, you know, you know, come eat, you know. And in fact, I want to make it, I want to make it patently obvious. If, if you have not been the one sending me these letters, but you feel that this is your opportune time to step forward and, uh, you know, perhaps start the, start the conversation, you know, I'm not, I'm not above. I don't need to know that. You know, just uh, just step on in, you know, because obviously maybe they're not getting to it. So, you know, make your move. I'm, you know, look at my lapel. Obviously, I'm on the market and, um, you know, hey, maybe not for long, if you know what I mean. I mean, I'm a catch is what I'm trying to get at. Um, I'm an entertainer. People like that. I, uh, you know, I'm independently wealthy. Um, I mean, I mean, I was independently wealthy, so that's, uh, I mean, that's, you know, you you, get a, you have a good job, you put it on a resume. At one point, I was independently wealthy. I think that's a, I think that's a, a pro. That's a, if, you're, if you're listing out my pros and cons, I definitely think that's a pro. You know, who do you trust? Someone who has been independently wealthy before, or someone who has never been independently wealthy? Which one of us is going to get back there? Uh, more likely the fellow that's been there before, right? So the fact that I was at one point independently wealthy should, you know, just go ahead and, and knock that into the pro column. So, you know, I'm not going to do the balancing for you, but I will be at Sully's uh, 445. So uh, tip your Minotaur bartenders and I, I, I wish you all a pleasant evening. potatoes didn't get enough monstrous action on this episode of brute force well then check out these other geekly ink shows including drunks and dragons casts of thrones cthulhu and friends transformation sequence podcast and you're a wizardary you can also head over to bruteforcepodcast.com to read character journals or follow the party on our map of eorith if you've liked what you've heard so far then please consider donating to our patreon campaign at patreon.com slash brute force so that this band of misfits and weirdos can continue to deliver the content that you enjoy also don't forget to make your way over to itunes to leave us a five-star rating and review 
Reviews are like shiny things, and that makes Lola happy. New episodes come out every other Tuesday, so go subscribe, grab your gear, and get ready to go adventuring with Brute Force.